Let's go. Big Pete. What are we saying? How are we doing, mate? I'm good, mate. I'm good. You've come in with some energy that I don't get. Nah, mate. <laughs> we always come with energy. That's how we have to do it. I wasn't just going to sit here and be like, hi, Pete. How are you today? Uh, how are you doing? How are you doing now, mate? All good? Yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm good. How's things with you? How's things with me, mate? Um, I'll tell you what. Not good. Not good, mate. Um, I woke up in a great mood, a very positive mood. And then I reminded myself that I had to go to the garage because my car is in the bin. And then went to said garage for a diagnostic check, which for some reason in my head, I was like, it's free. It's not free. Um, well, they're only like 20, 50 quid, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Um, 60 quid for mine. So thumbs up, class up. Um, got diagnostic check back guy basically said my timing chain is fucked which is something i paid for four months ago to get fixed which cost me 800 pounds so that's what you love to hear um class stuff so i've now got to go back to the garage that fixed it and be like listen mate i haven't fixed it um and hopefully they resolve that because if they don't i'm going to be very very upset because i'm currently training at a techno gym um <laughs> Pretty good equipment, pretty fun. Um, great, you know, resistant profiles and strength profiles, and fucking love it. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, mate, I'm all good. Um, what what is new with you? Hey, everything's new with me. Firstly, cheers, because I'm I'm the first guest on this, aren't I? Yeah, you are. First that's, that's guest. Big. Cam didn't even show mate. up. Yeah, no, nah, Cam's busy, mate. He basically said that he doesn't like people who take steroids, and he just, <laughs> he's. He basically said that, you know, he doesn't want to be affiliated with anything like that. So he just didn't want to turn up today. So, Man, yeah. I, all right, all right, that fuck, fuck all these roid taking games, especially yeah, the, the ones that look nasty. Mate, these dirty cheats that look natty as well. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Like, honestly, just injecting yourself and just, you know, lifting triple the weight of a normal person. It's just cheat. There's no hard work ethic or anything like that behind it. It's just mate, injecting you your just... mass. That works. It... In it, you're not even doing it for yourself as well. You're just doing it for like praise by other people. Yeah, so, you know, just so you can get the budget. Mate, it's shit in it. It's, it's stupid, mate. It's stupid. What is your your prepping? Am I correct? Yeah, I am. So I'm five five and a half weeks into prep now. Um, I'm doing the first time a show at the end of September, so I think I'm like twenty weeks out. I think I'm either 20, 21 weeks out, something like that. Um, past five weeks have absolutely flown by, like ridiculously quickly. I think it's because you've um you've dieted quite a bit, haven't you, with with Stockton a few years ago? Yeah, I mean it's I wouldn't it's nothing compared to prep. Um, yeah, but... But it's like you know when you've got those daily like non-negotiables, and it's like mm -hmm. shit has to get done by a certain time, otherwise your days like all fucked, and then you'll walk until midnight trying to get your steps in so it's like every day like the routine is just like it doesn't change and with that like my days go so quickly because i'm doing so much throughout that day what is your like, routine at the moment oh mate so i get up at four o'clock and i levitate and then i do a gratitude <laughs> <laughs> no so um alarm goes do, you have a, do you have an ice bath as well and then go straight into an infrared sauna or is that just me well, I, I'm at the uni house at the minute, so we, we haven't oh. got the planning permission. Oh, I'm, okay. on to, I'm on to Leeds Council. I'm like, boys, I, I just need this in Fred's on around the back. Can we do it? Yeah, yeah. No um, one understands. I'm an online coach, mate, so can you just... Yeah, yeah, chip, thanks, bud. 
Um, but no, so alarm goes off at about five. And loads of people have been like, why are you getting up so early? And the answer to that is when you're utilising certain drugs that work in a fasted state, you kind of want to put them in a few hours before that first meal. So my first meal is always at eight o'clock, which means I, I want to put those um, those things in. Like, you know, it's, it's, like, it's just like, even if you're a natural athlete dieting, you're utilising your hymn bind, you're going to want that in for an hour or two pre-first meal. So they go in. Um, literally then do mobility for maybe like half an hour, an hour, because I'm ridiculously stiff like it's i bad. need to get on that i'm uh i'm stiffer than an ironing board like my mobility everything i feel like my joints are just going to break in half at some point but i always neglect it so i need yeah, to get on i think so my mobility has always been bad and i've always had like very tight like notoriously tight like quads and hamstrings mm. which you know when you're younger and you play sport and they're like oh i'll do a warm-up and you're just like oh yeah and you put about four percent effort in I don't know that. I was a fat kid. I never played sport, so I can't relate. Right, so... You you have to break this down because I don't understand. Mate, when, when I always remember, like, I'd be on, like, the rugby fields or whatever, and they'd be like, right, we need to do these, like, stretches and these warm-ups before we play, and i just put about 4% effort into it because I was like, this is really gay. And now, <laughs> so now, like, like years, years down the line, I'm here going, oh, this is probably the reason I'm so fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's like I see... I get tissue work done twice a week, um, which is hard me to have. Yeah, um, but so I'm tight anyway. And then last year, I put 35 kilos of body weight on. From the start of the off season to the end, it's 27 kilos. But halfway through, we pulled eight kilos off and then pushed back up. Was that so, your first? Sorry to interrupt you. Was that your like first uh, push up assisted? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I, I I go from the start if you want. So I played I played rugby quite high level, swam, did all that stuff, stopped playing. Liked stopped playing, not out of choice. Um got battered. So I was like, ah, oh, can't really play anymore. That's great. Um what happened? and then I met I just walked out of bar, walked out of Rev's bar and got followed out by a load of lads and just got my head caved in. So Are you serious? Like, yeah, so like five like skull completely done, nose gone, jaw gone. Woke up, was like, what the fuck? Um, hey, what have you been so, doing, mate? Mate, yeah, literally, no. The, the, so I went out with um, like some friends, and they were a couple of years older than me. It was like it was like my stepbrother at the time. Um, <laughs> went out with him, and then this girl I knew from college was like, oh, your brother's been kicked out the bar. And I was like, Tom's really sounds like what you're on about. And I walked yeah. outside, and I was like, what's going on? He was like, oh, some lads kicked off. And then before we knew it, it turned around. So I was like, oh, great. Just got battered. I was like, sound. How you I decided... I had nothing to do with this whole event, and I was the only one that got my head kicked in. It's like they, um, Tom pulled the girl away to make sure she was safe and she was all right. And I just turned around and got filled in. So, and then you were like, you know what? I'm gonna take steroids. I'm gonna get massive, and like, then revenge off. Yeah. Um. So I stopped playing rugby, and I was like 85 kilos and pretty fat, and I was like, oh, I quite like bodybuilding. I'm just gonna like do a mock diet because mm. I was going into uni. So from February till September 2019, this is how good my strategy was in my head. If I take 25 carb weight every week, I'll just get lean at some point. <laughs> so I just did that. Um, I took 25 carb every week for about 20, 20 something weeks. And then, and then you had no I, confidence. Mate, it was funny. By the end of it, I was doing an hour and a half of Stairmaster a day because I was paled. 
but I didn't have the tissue to be peeled. Oh yeah, you wouldn't have anything fuel in your workouts to keep anything. Not, not even that, but like all I'd done is performance-based sports. So I'd never like if I had any tissue, it was just a byproduct of like performance-based sport. Like there was no direct hypertrophy. Mm. So I had absolutely no fucking tissue. And I was trying to get like inside out. And when you don't have enough tissue to do it, you can't do it. Mm. So I was like, oh, why am I not like lean in these areas? And I was like, I've got no muscle there, but that didn't that didn't compute with my chimpanzee brain at the time. I was like, I'll oh, just keep digging, mate. So like by the end of it, I was like, oh yes, mental. Um got coached by Josh Bridgman going into uni. Uh was with Josh for a few years. COVID. So like loads of lockdowns. So my plan was get into uni, right? And then push up naturally for a year for our first year. Go assisted in my second year and then compete at the end of my third year. That didn't fucking happen. Um COVID happened. So I got fat again. So I right, so I just had just gone to uni peeled. <laughs> five months of like occasionally going out and a bit of food. I was up like eight kilos in like five months. It was a joke. And then COVID happened. I was like, fuck my life. I couldn't train. I'd nowhere to train, I had no equipment was just like in my garden doing like banded workouts which were just making me want to kill yourself yeah i was so miserable like i've got videos of me like losing my head on like i was doing some banded like the chair would move that i'm using to like anchor i might try to do a dumbbell row with a cut a band attached to like a garden chair and like this the leg of the plastic chair snaps and that's mm. it i just lose my shit and i'm still in my garden like going mental it was oh, i was a nightmare um so when obviously went back to uni gyms opened again was fat so i dieted and then left no so that was like second year we went back dieted just yo-yo dieted for a bit had awful composition didn't know what i was doing um this was like nothing to do with like josh as a coach either this was like we were going through that phase where it was like gyms had opened then they shut then they'd open then they were shut yeah it does it, it, like, it, it it's when you don't have the funds as well and you're putting all this money into it and you're like I can't warrant well, yeah. doing that. It makes no sense. And then as I got into my, as I was going into my third year, that summer, I was like, I, I got, I, uh, I sacked Josh. Obviously I didn't sack him, but I was like, oh, Josh, mate, I'm just going to quit doing this stuff. Because I was like, at the time I had no plans of really doing anything with my physique because I wasn't where I wanted to be. So I wasn't going to prep. And I was like, I just can't hack this. Like, because obviously as, as a natural athlete, there's only so much you can do. Um, and I was paying, rightfully so, because he's very demand a lot of money um, for Josh to like put my carbs up, like maybe 25 a week or something like that. And I couldn't justify the money I was spending for the investment I was getting back. Well, sorry, the return I was getting back. So did my own thing for a bit and then met Ali and was like, at this point, I've already, I was like, fuck it, I'm going to send it. I'm going to go assisted. How did you guys um, actually meet? He, so I was a massive fanboy of bodybuilding. Mm. And this is, this is like, I always laugh thinking about, because this is only like maybe 18 months ago where mm. like things started to change for me. Um, so obviously I followed, like loved the YouTube scene. So I used to follow Josh and all that. So I knew about Cal and I used to go and do the like seminars and stuff. I'd just sit there like a little nerd and listen. China was coached by Cal, obviously, so was Ali. So I was used to seeing China and Ali on Cal's stories. I was training at Elite, and Ali and China used to occasionally come and train there. And I'm a bit of a prick. So if I don't know you, I won't ask you for a spot because I'd rather die under a bar than ask some I'm person. The exact same way. 
for a spot that might grab it because you know you've all been that position where like oh like don't touch it unless I'm dying like only mm. help me if I physically can't well and then I always just grab it I always find it like I always have to explain to people like how I like to be spot like especially if I'm like on something where I want it the rep to be as consistent so I'm like slowly press on it so it's consistent and then you just see like people like especially when you go for like I always find if I'm going for a dumbbell press and you're like struggling on that last one it's still going up and you've got that 40 year old geezer grabbing your elbows and like shafting it like that and you're like what are you doing yeah so I knew Ali obviously I've seen Ali on Cal's story so again my chimpanzee brain went right He's coached by Cal. He's got to know what he's doing. So I was like, oh, mate, can you spot me? And I was doing like a reverse banded bench or something. And um, he, after he spotted me, I'd like spin a bit place on it. And it was a, it was like more or less a flat press. It was a very slight incline. So I think I was like, I was, obviously I was still natty. And I was like maybe like 70 something kilos at the time. And so he was like, he just, after he just went, why you banded it? Like argumentatively. I thought, I just, let off. I was like, well, I'm banding it for these reasons. Because obviously, like, you have all the people in the gym that are like, why are you banding it, mate? Mm-hmm. So I, I gave like, him Listen, mate, thought. I've gone to a seminar. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I gave him a... So we spoke about it. And then he was like, I was just, just like... He was almost like testing my knowledge, just like curiosity. Mm. And we just got talking. I was like, I rate that. And then we just we just got talking. And then um, I, I digged sort of deeper into who he was, did my research on Ali, realised he's pretty damn smart pretty damn good at this job he's scouting it yeah signed up with Ali he's probably like one of the biggest like exercise training nerds I've ever met Mm. I've seen some of these uh, seminar stuff on uh, Instagram I always like it because I like I'm like you I love like learning inside out but the thing is like I'm so bad at I get I retain information well but I can't like put it out there in the way they do. And when I can't do it like that, it makes my brain explode. Yeah. So I'm on this, mate, when I, when we taught our first seminar and he was like, right, you've got to speak about like this. Mm. Anxiety through the roof. Oh mate, it's so bad. It's so funny. The last one was really funny. It modified. I had to, I was like, we got a classroom for this one. So we did gym floor stuff. And then we're in a classroom. There's like cameras everywhere. There's everyone sat in the chair. And I'm thinking, I've got to fucking fucking say something half decent now. Um, but yeah, no, so I signed, signed up with Ali and basically just said to him, I was like, right, what position? I know you want me to lead, but how lean do you want me? Started a bollocks. And he was like, get as lean as you can. So I went, all right. Came back some couple months later, pretty lean. Started taking heads. Um, so that took us into January last year. And then from January till the start of prep, I put on about 27 kilos with an eight, an eight kilo pullback. So... 35 kilos of body weight yeah. exchanged that year. And I think on top of having shit mobility, that just ruined me because like I can't hack squat anymore because my knees just give way. Um, really? Yeah, I think it's just like, I was obviously like strength relative and I don't want to sound like I'm sucking myself off, but I was reasonably strong naturally. And then mm. when I took PDs, obviously like, it's not like, oh, you just get fucking really strong, but like my recovery is a lot better. So I could progress a lot quicker. So my strength, obviously, therefore correlated with that so it was like but your joints couldn't adapt at the rate of yeah well, yeah i think as well it's like movements like a hack squat like i don't have particularly good quads or very big legs but i'm quite strong is that why you do men's physique yeah pretty much like, i've got all the legs like i'd love to do bodybuilding or classic but like it'd just be embarrassing so i think like i can't i'm not um i'm a very small human at heart as well 
Like, I, I thought school we... at about 5'10", five, 5'11". Five, okay. I, I left school at like 51 kilos in 16. 51 kilos? Mate, I'm, I'm, such, a, I'm such a scrawny human. That's wild. Um, so, like, I started prep at like 96, more or less. I think at the heaviest, obviously the heaviest scale weight I got was 97. Mm. I pushed up from 72 that. So it's like with that amount of tissue being put on, whether it's fat or muscle in 12 months, more or less. With the strength progressions as well. Like my bicep, I tore my bicep tendon in October. Ooh. Pressing seven plates on the Atlantis press. How did that feel? Pretty bad. I've got a video of it. I'll send you a video. Like, you just see my face. I shit myself after. What does it feel like? I've always wondered that. Like, is it like a burning sensation or is it like a... Does it feel like it's contracted or... I felt like you ever snapped an elastic band. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, literally that. Mm. Like, I... um, We'd done a, a teaching seminar at Evolve to full ball. So I've been stood up talking for, like, the whole day. My, my nutrition wasn't really good. Um... And then I'd gone to train and it was about seven o'clock in the evening. I opened my lookbook and saw seven plates with me like this inclined for whatever last week I've got to do that thing. Just put it on, like three reps into it. I was like, fuck, say la vie to that shoulder. Um, and then like my quads and my knees, like I got to like eight, nearly nine plates in the north attack squat and like my knees just couldn't take it anymore. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so like with, I think with like the tissue being put on the strength, my joints just haven't, I've not been mindful enough and... I haven't prioritized like joint health throughout any of that phasing and I've paid the price for it now because I'm now in prep and like the reason I'm getting tissue work done twice a week is because I'm horrifically tight like I'm quite, quite protracted so on certain angles it looks like I've got an imbalance of tissue which I don't I'm just quite tight mm. but then I'm struggling in like certain lengthened positions and certain presses and obviously the use of assistance and the way that we train probably not going to lose that much strength until a few weeks out, but all I'm going to do is lose body weight and stability. And when tissue tolerance is outweighed by tension, there's an injury. And at some point I feel like that's going to come. So I'm like, right, I'm just going to get loads of tissue work done and just fucking hope for the best. You don't want to do anything else, especially have you found that like, has your, has your bicep fully recovered now? So you buy, I, it was like the bicep tendon, like so that situates sort of under the pec and across the front bell. Mm -hmm. So as I just gone into that lengthened position, massive just twinge across that sort of like clavicular top line, and then I was like, I couldn't do a press up the next day or anything. Obviously, being able, like obviously not being natty, you know, I'm able to use like certain things, like peptides or whatever. So the healing process with that was fairly quick, and I was just getting quite regular tissue work done. I'd I'd say it's it got back to like. I think with volume as well, like my volume for this year, I was at one point I was pressing that four times a week. So it's a lot of pressing. Like my whole year has sort of been like that top line development. So I couldn't really take too much time away from pressing. When I did that tendon, it was just finding other presses that didn't piss it off as much or whatever. And then it was probably like a six week turnaround before I was like using relatively okay load again. And then I misgrooved the rep on a press and it went again. <laughs> I was like, fuck. <laughs> and it's it's now it's now back to kind of like where it where it was. I'm fairly confident going into presses again. I've just got like horrific elbow issues now, which is great. Um 
So big vibes on that one. So you're just big broken man, mate. Yeah, it's quite embarrassing. I feel like for my for my size, it's, it's just not that. Nah, mate, don't do that. Don't have that negative mindset. Don't need any of that. Don't mm -mm. not bringing those negative vibes today, Pete. All right, no, no speaking down about yourself. All right, little scrawny lad to where you are now. Big improvements, yeah. mate. It's it's funny. I've sent um, I found some photos like one like one of my first check-ins with Josh, and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Mm. Like I'm, I think I was like sixty something kilos, like pretty peeled. Yeah, and I'm just cool. like, I'm like it's like forty, like thirty, nearly forty kilos body weight. Like it's mad. How did you find? Like I'm, I'm not gonna be one of those people who's gonna be like, oh, did you, did you change so much when you started going assisted and get a god complex and all this kind of stuff? But how no, did mate, you? I already had one. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> how did you find the initial change from being like a natural lifter to enhanced lifters? Because obviously the demographic of my podcast, like I feel, I feel like it's a lot of people who are at that kind of lower level and don't really have a, a big insight into kind of the, the kind of changes within training and kind of like how you have to adapt kind of through that. Okay. All right. So I think the the biggest thing I can say, which a lot of people don't understand about anabolics, is it doesn't best way to think about anabolics is that it increases capacity to recover. So we all we all know in regards to like volume it's the exact same in regards to like volume and training in the gym like you can only do what you can recover from mm -hmm. so if you're increasing anabolics and you're or you're putting any anabolics in to start with like your ability to recover from what you're doing is fantastic in which case like you can progress more often you're going to yield more tissue as a result of that you're not going to put anabolics in just grow tissue yeah, I think that's what most people yeah. think. It's but, like when I spoke to my mum about <laughs> a lot of people I, are like, oh mate, you just you just put some gear in. Yeah, you just you just put tissue on. No, mate. I was I was literally watching a Josh Bridgman video this morning downstairs and she was like, fuck me, you can tell he's on steroids. And then she goes, and she goes, she goes, dirty cheats, cheating. And I was just like, it's not, it's not how it works. It's like every I feel like any anyone who and this is like anyone who doesn't have an insight into how it works, they just think like you inject and you just blow up overnight and it, there's no work, you know, related to that. Yeah. It's just a simple kind of like magic injection. And there's so much more into it. So I think differences in myself are like, I'm, um, I think just, I don't know. Um, I, I know some people that have used anabolics and they, they fucking feel like they just kick a door down and just run mm. for a wall. But like, I've never really been hypersensitive to any like drug, regardless of what it is, whether it's like caffeine or anything at all. So like, when I took anabolics, like I didn't notice anything at all. Like mm. I didn't feel a certain way. Didn't I? Didn't feel anything. I didn't. I didn't start getting like more like egotistical or. Oh, my temper did yeah my temper didn't change my confidence really changed i was just a bit like i think it was like about eight weeks in i was training i just like you know when you're really dieted and you finally get a carb meal and you train you just feel like like ridiculously full mm. that was the first thing i the first thing and only thing i ever felt i was like oh shit like i've never felt like this in the gym before i was just really full um mm. and then obviously whenever you train after that is it's kind of relatively like the same but i think from like a, a personal point of view like nothing changed in what i did across like my wake up to my bedtime seven days a week all i did when i first started anabolics was put a needle in me twice a week that was that was the only difference like i ate the same food i trained the same went to the gym at the same time 
I just I, I literally just jabbed twice a week and I put a bit more muscle on than I normally would do. Like no, I think when I lost I lost my dissertation, um, I went for a breakup at the same time as like starting this business with Ali. Mm. When I was on anabolics, you had a bit of a, a like spin with your mental, didn't you? Yeah, I think it's like so. I, I it probably happens like twice a year. It's quite funny. Um, because everyone's like, "How do you deal with it?" I'm like, oh, "I just burn out and then sort of just carry on." <laughs> like, just, just don't you anymore and then deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, oh, "What's your what's your mental health like?" Kind of like you know protocols and whatnot. I'm like, "Mate, I just get mad depressed twice a year and just carry yeah. on." Like. That's it. Um, sit, in the, sit in the shower and just play Marvin's Room back to back, bro. That's oh, mate, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I um, I I'm quite a busy individual and I spin a lot of plates and I enjoy the fact I spin a lot of plates. I would never choose to not spin them. Like I'm prepping, I'm finishing my masters, I'm starting my own business, I've got a social life with boys, like relationships, stuff like that. Like there's a lot of things to spin at once. And then when you're coaching as well, you're spinning all your clients' plates at the same time because you've got to manage four or five variables for every single client that might need you every day of the week or or whatever and you'll know as well like when you're trying to grow your business like you're so fucking consumed by trying to grow your business and be successful in whatever money you are and so it's like that sounds and i can do that for a decent amount of time but when one plate goes a few go at once yeah. yeah i've never had i've never had a situation where like one thing's just kind of gone to shit it's like mm. everything goes i'm like fuck it's like it all stacks um, on top of each other and it's just yeah. like as soon as one thing goes and like I don't know if you're similar to me in this kind of regard but like I find that with what you said in relation to like having multiple things at once I find my mental is normally at its worst when I have nothing going on so oh, like yeah, I dwell if I have time to like dwell on something I overthink it I start getting into deep things and I find that you know if I have you know x y and z to concentrate on i can just kind of push that to the back until i i finally have to deal with it that kind of approach yeah i, I i'm i'm very big on um ignoring and suppressing any <laughs> emotional issues um, i don't think that's the message we're trying to put out here, Pete. Yeah, yeah it's not <laughs> you, you shouldn't do it but i think that's just how i do i do yeah. things and like i'll be sat in like a room that's just on fire and someone be like how are you be like, yeah, yeah i'm sad because i just won't notice what's going on and then at some point, I'm like, oh fuck, I'm not okay. Yeah. It's um, I'm laughing about it, but no, I'm trying to work on it. Um, so yeah, no, so I had a lot of stress in May, which we decided to end my first push up. So that was about seventeen kilos a pot on in that five months. Um, was that just because you couldn't manage like keep pushing food? Was, was it just to not, do with like? Um. Well, so the girl I've seen at the time, we've been together for years we she was um like she's sick like no hard feelings there at all like she um she has a job where she like travel quite a bit mm -hmm. and she worked corporate hours and i obviously doing like uni and then like bodybuilding would be free-ish kind of throughout the week but then on the weekends i'd be going to shows or doing whatever so we decided like for the both of us one of us would be settling for the other person it's not really fair go and pursue what we both want to do whatever so that'd be so that ended that probably hit me a lot harder than I thought it would have. Mm. Shock. Um, and at the same time, like I lost my dissertation and I had like 40 hours to write it. So throughout this time period, like I'd notice I'd maybe miss meals. I wouldn't miss calories for the day. I'd miss a meal and then I'd just be like slammed a bag of tank fastics in a protein shape trying to do work and like account for calories and shit just started to slide. And it was one of those where it's like I probably could have continued 
what I was doing, and I'll I'll talk a bit more about this in a minute. But like using anabolics is almost like a fucking plaster for poor nutrition, poor training. Like isn't good, and like having anabolics in there, like they allow you to perform well even when all the variables aren't really there. But you need to be fucking like self aware enough to notice like that's going on. So I was like, right, we'll just cruise for a bit, did my bloods, my bloods were fucking perfect. Um, so easily could have stayed on from like a physiological health point of view, but like from a stress management and just like pulling back on bodybuilding and shifting the focus very slightly for like a maintenance slash tidy up for a couple of weeks wasn't gonna fucking hurt. So we did that. Um then went into my second blast around July, and that concluded in literally as new year started i think from that time period i went from 80 kilos to like 97 or something and then again like bloods were perfect the whole time like the only marker i ever have that gets a bit shitty is like my hdl but i've never seen anyone with decent hdl and lbl in the uk so go figure on that one um in the end of my second blast we so my first blast was just testosterone only. My second blast was, bear in mind, um, this is my last year as a junior. So the protocol and risk to reward ratio probably was at a slightly elevated pace compared to that of somebody that's got all the time in the world. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've got all the time in the world for competing. However, it's my last year as a junior. So I was like, we're going to make more aggressive decisions for this year than what we would if it was like, if I had two, three years, because the demand for tissue is slightly higher than what I would if I had three years to have anabolic shoes before my first show, et cetera. So my second blast was test primo growth. And then at the very end of it, trend got introduced. How did you um, find that? End, Just because I know there's going to be people listening to this and I'm like, oh, Yeah, so I'll get, I'll get onto this. Um, <laughs> so, so, shock. Uh, ended up in another relationship that ended in December. I chose to end that one um, just because I, I, it wasn't for me anymore. Shit was going on. I was mad busy with uni as well. Business was quite stressful at that time period. Uni was extremely stressful. So it got to the point where like, I, like food was really bad. Um, like my routine was really bad. My focus had just like completely gone. And it's like, I remember one day I'd had like, I think two slices of Domino's pizza from like the night before and then just went and trained. And put, mate, and I put like 65s up on dumbbell press and I've not done a dumbbell press for a year. That's so, oh, mate, just stop. You're making me depressed. <laughs> yeah, so in, in, in regard to like before what I said about like recognising that anabolics aren't a plaster, like I was yeah. like, yeah. This is bad because like my performance was really good, but like my the frame of mind I was in was like pretty horrific, mm. and I don't think that was to do with anything I was taking. I think that was generally just like that was like my second burnout of the year. Like stress, like to be honest, like business took off and it went mental, and I was like, "Fuck, this is really cool." And then from the July, now bear in mind I just come off like a massive low of my dissertation relationship, whatever. To then getting put into like one of the probably highest highs I've ever had. And it was like July till 
like December was crazy. And every week I'd be at a different show. Clients were applying to work with me, which was fantastic. Social media was like picking up, which was like fantastic. All these people that I looked up to or watched on YouTube or whatever, but then like looking at my friends, I was like, this is mad. Like the people around me, this is phenomenal. Had all the boys that I do the podcast with, like Tom, mm. like Luke, Jack, and all that. I was like, this is, you know, I remember saying like, oh, I'd really like mates like that. And then I had mates like that. And I was like, this is phenomenal. And then I had clients competing at the end of the year. And I was like, fuck, like in the space of a year, I've gone from doing what I was doing to probably living the life that I wanted to live. Mm. I was like, wow. And then December hit and I think I just completely dipped and then stress was like crazy. And I, I look back at like that sort of autumn winter time period and I was in a constant state of like sleep deprivation, fatigue and just like fuck knows what, but I just didn't recognize it in the moment. Like my head was completely gone the whole time. And I think I was just like constantly riding dopamine hits that every single week I'd be doing something with someone or filming something with someone, or it'd be like, oh, I've got a podcast on this night. I love that. And I'd be like buzzing and I get to that night. I'd be like, right, cool. What's after it? And I'd be like, oh, Sunday, we're going to this gym to train with these people and film for this person. I'd be like, oh, sick. And do you know what I mean? It was like constant little dopamine spikes. And then when that kind of settled towards the back end of November, I was like, oh my God, I'm like six feet down shit's Creek with no paddle here. Um, and it was like, I've spoken to people that were around me at the time and it was like about like how did I ever change and mum said mum was like the only time I've ever seen you be a little bit shorter was when you were utilizing trend at the end of that off season however she's then gone that's probably the most stressed I've ever seen you now I don't think like having you know the the PDs I had in place would have helped massively during that time period but I also don't think they're the root cause of it um so that before you said like how how have I changed? Like everyone that's close to me, like all the boys at uni, like mom, people I've been in relationships with have always been like, you're no different. You're a, like pretty chilled out to the point where you're almost like horizontal. Um it's just I think it's a massive one where it's like if you are a bit of a con and you do take pets, it just exacerbates that cuntiness in you. And it's like, I think I'm a pretty chilled dude most of the time. So I think what you said though, like talking about like how you know, you got to a point where you kind of start relying on PEDs over, you know, nailing those, you know, basics. I feel like obviously not a load of people, but I think those those kind of individuals who kind of have that mindset that, you know, oh, it's the PEDs causing this. I feel like it's more of a breakdown of, you know, those people are living, you know, that, that small rut you had, that is their day-to-day life because they're constantly going off of, you know, having shit sleep, having shit nutrition, you know, that's not going to make you feel good. And that's just going to be increased by taking pets on top of that. Um, and I always I find, um, I always find when, people. go on, mate, go on. Sorry, like I say, there's, there's a lot of people that do that. I think that one thing Ali and I preach at these exercise mechanics seminars that we, we um, teach and whatnot is like, if you're really inaccurate in your training, and you're really shit with your food, and your sleep's really shit, but you've got a bit of anabolics in there, that'll probably make up for those three really shitty things. Now, the flip side of that is like, well, if you had really good training, like you were really accurate and you trained really well, and your food was really good, and your sleep was really good, could you use less anabolics and get the same reward? Or could you use the same amount of anabolics and get an even better reward? It makes no sense to me. Like, we all know, right, okay, like fair enough there are some genetic freaks out there like 
I, I trained with a pro recently and he, he's absolutely phenomenal. Well, Yemi. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't he's he's probably not the most accurate person I've ever seen train, but he's probably got the best physique I've ever seen in my life. Mm. So it's like some some people just it doesn't matter, they'll look at a weight and they'll grow. Us mere fucking mortals, we're not like that. And it's like I know so many people that train like dog shit, but they're slamming like way more gear than they need mm. to get quite they use it to make up for those those lost yeah. things. I think and when I you think see naturals as well who have been like living that lifestyle for years and then they go enhanced like joe richardson or like lewis jones you see like these people blow up overnight and then people are like yeah but they're running grams and grams and grams when the reality is you know they've just lived that lifestyle for so long it's like no yeah. change and they've just introduced it i think that was that was like me as well it's like my natty to enhance sort of difference is quite mad and like i said the only thing i did differently was put a needle in me and nothing like the, I was training the exact same way before, but I now had like what fucking nearly 10 times the capability to recover and progress from like a hormonal point of view. Obviously, I'm gonna put tissue on, um, and I put decent quality tissue on where it needed to go because I trained accurately at the same time. Um, there does there will get to a point with everybody's career where they, they might need to quote unquote push drugs, but like you can get away with not a lot for a long time if you manage on variables but you just get these absolute fucking idiots that are just like oh well if i slam a load of this and i train like shit i'm still gonna grow mm. and you get the deluded people who think they're like mr olympia worthy and you know just have no idea they've like i think the benefit like of you know learning as a natural you know there is you know having that time learning how to train accurately you know how to eat properly and nailing those basics is you know, an essential before pushing up. And like, I don't know what your protocol is for, you know, coaching enhanced people, but is that like something you try and kind of push before um, they consider or? So I, I I do coach enhanced people and I have put people, I haven't put them on gear, but I've had athletes that are natural that I'd be like, I want to go on. And I've mm -hmm. gone through that transition with them. The biggest concern for myself is maturity with that individual because you have to trust that that person is going to take what you're telling them to take and not be tempted to take more you see that's I mean? even even going through my head because like for me like for me as an individual i would be you know especially starting off like i like i'm not gonna lie i, I know fuck all about steroids and like how everything works but like the idea that you would wouldn't trust someone who's you know researched all this kind of stuff and just because you think x y and z is going to lead to you know this end result but you're ignoring all the potential health risks you put yourself at. Like, how is that? Do you know what I mean? It's I honestly like so that I hate Big Dave down the gym for a start. Oh, Big Dave down the gym told me to do this. Yeah, Big Dave's a dickhead. Spoiler alert. Don't listen to him. Um, but the thing is, like, the pro the problem is like there's a, there's a lot of people that just get told things and it sounds great. It sounds fantastic, and they're like, oh yeah, I'll just do that. And it's like what a certain milligram dose might do to yourself might not work with me. Mm. And that, that can be based on how quickly you and I, from a genetic standpoint, metabolize certain drugs. I could have a really fast metabolizing rate for certain drugs and you might have a really slow rate, which, so our dosages need to be different. Like we can't both take the same dose and get the same reward out of it. So you got these people that just get generic fucking, um, like dosage that I'll take this and then all that shit. But like, 
I've I've had lads that um are like, right, I want to go on. And I'm like, you can't send me your check-in on time. How can I trust you to, to do this? Mm. And then I've got other lads that are like absolute like robots. Even a few girls that have spoke about enhancement and whatnot. And like I, I think for me it's a massive maturity point of view because it's a very mad industry for people thinking like more equals more and obviously like it doesn't sometimes like less is more but a lot of people are like well if, I, if i'm growing at this rate on this like what if i just increase it and it's like i'm not withholding these dosages away from you for some weird reason like there's a reason i'm telling you to take what i'm telling you to take do you know what i mean so like maturity is a big one for me like are they gonna do what i'm telling them to do and then after that it's like obviously like, like you have the generic like risks to reward ratio conversations and stuff like that and you need to assess um, um a lot of people preach out like oh you should do a prep naturally before you go assisted or stuff like that mm. i disagree with that completely i was going to say I the think, same thing thing actually because well, I, yes you go into your point yeah i disagree with it just because it's like just let people do what they want to do mm. like you you have no right to judge an individual for wanting to do whatever and I think, like, they, I've had people that have just turned around to me and been like, I don't like how slow the progress is naturally. And I just want to take some assistance because I, I want a greater return on, I, I want a greater reward for my return on investment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, as long as you understand the health complications, the health risks, the financial cost this is going to do and whatnot, then. All right, I can't stop you doing it. And if you don't do it with me, you're just going to go and do it with another coach. Who fuck knows what they're going to do with you. So at least I can guarantee your safety. Well, not your safety, obviously, because some dickhead's going to DM me now and be like, oh, stories aren't safe. Yeah, no shit, mate. But there's a safe way of doing it. <laughs> like, I hate that. Everyone's like, oh, stories aren't safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you, a safe use protocol still isn't safe, mate. Mm. It's better than some dickhead Dave down the gym going, oh, just do a gram of this. I always yeah. find it funny when it's like, you know, like, because I've, I've talked to, like, individuals about it, and then it's like, oh, you shouldn't do that, it's not good for your health, but these are the same individuals going out on the weekend, snorting packet, you know, doing, drinking themselves to death, and, like, you know, smoking constantly, yeah. and look, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but you're acting like, you know, you're, you know, on this higher level just because someone's doing that, it's... Um... I, I, I literally think, like, everyone's got a... I don't drink, I don't take <laughs> recreational drugs, I have taken recreational drugs, and I have drank in the past. <gasps> Just don't want to do it so i don't do it but i pick my poison um mm. i'm at peace with that you know whatever it'll be will be if i get health complications in how many years then okay i'm mm-hmm. gonna get them but what i'm gonna do is everything i can do to mitigate against them so that's the right that's approach um I think... no go on go on go on sorry i'm so yeah, bad no, interrupt people. i was gonna say like my my biggest pet peeve is people in the industry that are like oh you shouldn't do this but then they do it it's like who who are you to judge? Like who is anyone to judge anyone? Like Johnny, just chill out. Mm. Just need to be transparent in what you're doing. Be smart about it, and don't just fucking judge people for doing stuff their ways. Um, I was gonna say, mate, because this is something I've been uh wondering for a while. When is uh what's going on with Landcast? Are we uh when are the boys getting back together? Um, got a very so... deep smile on your face there. <laughs> Yeah, but it's probably it's probably not happening. Probably not happening. Um, it's not happening. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Probably not. Um, what the boys are broken up. Damn. Yeah. 
we we haven't we haven't like we're all we're all pretty busy so i understand it i understand it like everyone's going there especially with like you prepping tom's prepping i also think like the the direction if like it's not it doesn't take fucking genius to work out like if you follow us all closely Mm. the dynamic of like the five of us has changed massively like over Mm. the past couple of months and i just think like this sort of natural progression of people's life like Mm. tom luke jack and i still very much in bodybuilding and competing and stuff like that perrin has gone down a more health functional sort of route and he's very um like he's quite busy academically at the minute because mm-hmm. he like he loves he loves his degree you know fair fox like he loves what he does and i think he wants to do very well in that and i think he feels he needs to try very hard and put a lot of time into uni to do well in that which is sound like yeah. he's gonna go do it that's good and i just think like, obviously like last couple of podcasts perrin was missing from them because he was busy with commitments and then he's got like Ironman training in Africa and stuff coming up. Um, Jack's quite busy. Luke's very busy over at Brighton. So mm-hmm. it got hard finding an hour across a week, which I know a lot of people can be like, how's it hard? But it's like, you've got five people on five different time frames with five different lives. It's not mm-hmm. easy because it's like some evenings I'd be mad busy. Like I've got consults, I've got this shit going on. Jack would be working. He has a job as well as uni. Like Tom might be free for it. And then it was like, oh, Tom and I are just free this evening. No, I can't really do it with the two of us. Or maybe be like, oh, there's only three of us that are free this evening. And mm. just like, oh, we'll just wait until there's, there's a five. So I think we've a few of us have had conversations about starting it again, but I I just don't don't foresee that happening. And if I think I think if we did start it again. There'd probably just be a couple of us doing it, and therefore we changed the name, and it'd be a different mm. podcast. So fair play, mate. That is, that is that. It's it's one of those. I think it's just like shit ends, man. Like also, like I don't, I, I just, I think that we're all very like we would want to just put something out that's a bit shit for the sake of putting something out. Mm. Like it'd be more so like we want a good podcast, and therefore that means time and like thought process needs to go into it, like. Right, we need to plan ahead for guests and we need to do all this shit and we just didn't just as a collective just fell off fell off so yeah okay all right um and one like final thing um so how many how many shows are you competing is it just the one this year so the plan is to do the pca first time is 24th september mm. um so that's gonna be quite a busy one i think like jenkins is in that one uh ethan metcalf McCliff, McCarth, whichever one. He's doing that as well. So there's a couple of lads in that that I know, which is quite fun. Um, and then the week after, I'm gonna do the two bros race trick. They're they're set in stone mm-hmm. for now. If I do any more, it will be PCA finals, and I'm only going by win or come second. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not going to go with a place. Everyone's like, why don't you go with your place? Because it's like, well, if I place and there's nothing I can do in regards to improving my physique in four weeks, what am I bothering? Mm. I, if I, can't, if I can't beat whoever's won on the day. Because realistically, like, finals is just like the first call-outs that everyone that's won the shows over the year. And if you're not in that, if you're not in that spot anyway, like, you're not going to, I'm not going to place fucking fourth uh, first timers and then come and win the finals two weeks later. So I'd rather not. Um, 
But if I do go to finals, if I do another show after that, it'll be the NFM UK on like the 22nd of October. For me, this season is just about nailing the prep and seeing how good I am. And then I'll take as much time as I need to come back competitive. Like I'm very obsessive and competitive. Um, to be honest, like if it wasn't my last year as a junior, I wouldn't be prepping this year. Like mm. I'd, I'd want more tissue, I'd want to be better. Um, obviously time dictates that. So, but like I won't be doing any shows in like November. I know there's like the, there's like the fucking whole show, the PCA whole, and there's something else, but I would do that. I've got clients competing in October, November, and December, so I'm going to be busy, and I don't think, there's no point in me, like, longing out four more weeks of a prep for another mediocre placing mm-hmm. to, to uh, maybe the cost of my attention with one of my clients' preps. I'd rather not. Yeah, good stuff. Well, mate, I'm excited to see it. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. First guest, yeah. Pete, everyone. It's been great. Um, yeah, leave it there, and uh, see you next time, guys.